He's coming into the city to play in Into the Woods at the Nederlander Theater, April 25th uh, through May 7th. And his name is Jason Forback. Hi, Jason. Hey there. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. You've been uh, a, a New York actor for many years. You were yes. in Les Mis. You were on the 25th anniversary national tour, as well as earlier in Les Mis. You did that tour for three years, which I want to ask you about. And uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a while, isn't it? So, I'll, 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 and and we have something in common, by the way. Uh, and then oh, we yeah? yeah, and then we have something totally not in common. So you were uh, on Good Morning America at one point, huh? Yeah, you know it's interesting being in, in this business for a while and 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 putting uh, shows out there into the into the world. You do a lot of fun promotional opportunities, and so yeah, you get to see how how that whole thing works and promote promote shows, and it's a lot of fun. What were you on Good Morning America for? Oh gosh, I can't remember. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, if not Phantom, Les Mis. Okay, and here's the, the. So I've been on Good Morning America. That's what we have in common. However, I oh. certainly have not performed at Carnegie Hall. Tell, tell me yes. about that. This is not a setup for a straight line. Nothing is. Tell me how you prepared to go to Carnegie Hall. Well. You know, you know the old line is practice, practice, practice. But uh, it, I, it was—it actually fell into my lap. If if I'm completely honest, I when I first came to New York, I didn't know a soul, and was just hitting the pavement, hustling like every other young struggling actor. And I had met uh, a friend. I grew up in Kansas City, so very close to Chicago. We'd come up there and visit all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met a friend in New York from Kansas City, and and he we sang in cabarets and did gigs in New York all the time just trying to make a buck. And he referred me to a gig, and I just said yes without even asking what it was. And when I showed up, it was a concert honoring Hal Prince at Carnegie Hall, and I had just kind of happened in, by coincidence into one of the most beautiful uh, opportunities and introductions into the city and met him and met a lot of people involved with Phantom and then started doing Phantom shortly thereafter. So it was, it was definitely a divine uh, moment in my history. Well, you did like 4,000 Phantoms. How, how many did you do? And also Les Mis. You were in Les Mis forever. Yeah, I did Les Mis for about three years on the road. And then that 25th anniversary touring production came to Broadway and was Tony nominated in 2014 for Best Revival. So it was, that was my uh, Broadway debut. And that was, that was a very cool, uh, cool moment. Uh, but Phantom I had done off and on. I had done the Vegas production for just shy of three years, which I really loved, and it was a stunning production if anyone had seen it out at the Venetian. It was a $80 million production wow. that was out of this world. And then about five years ago, had the honor of joining the Broadway company. And so I joined at the 30th anniversary, and I had my final show on the 35th anniversary. So it was, it was really nice to see it. Um, to see that show and to be a part of it coming out of the pandemic, that was a really special, special opportunity. So here's a specific question I just thought of uh, that I don't think I've ever asked a performer. What is the difference mm-hmm. between being on Broadway, the great mm-hmm. white way, every night, compared to traveling to cities like Chicago? And maybe from there, you go to Kansas City or Milwaukee or Detroit, and you're on the road, you're in a city for maybe a week, maybe two weeks. What is the difference between the two? You know, it's the, uh, I love them both equally. There's an excitement in New York 
and a reverence to Broadway and these Broadway houses and the history and people from all over the world come to you and uh, everyone's got their eye on it and, and it's got this special uh, magic about it. Um, but you know what? I'd love to travel. I love to get to know cities and, and really get to know the cities, like live in them and find the cool sandwich spots and the out-of-the-way bar and get to know the people. And what's fun, especially about a show like Into the Woods, is this is a show that we initially planned to do on the city center stage in New York for two weeks. And the, the response from New York City was explosive. It was ecstatic joy. And it was like a rock concert. And we couldn't believe it. And so we transferred to Broadway, and that joy continued. And we extended and we extended. It was all this, like, magical moment. And here we are almost a year later, taking it to 10 very special cities, a limited engagement of 10 cities. And what's fun is to see that that magic is still happening in every city we go to. And there's something about Woods that is bringing this energy everywhere we go. And it's fun to see how different cities respond and what they laugh at and what they cheer at. And, and, And so... It really is a special relationship with uh, different kind of communities all over the country. So the show opens on Tuesday at the Niederlander Theater, 24 West Randolph, yep. if you guys don't know. Into the Woods goes back to, I think, 1987. It's a Stephen Sondheim show. For those who don't know, let me give this a try. It's uh, It intertwines the plots of Grimm, or the Brothers Grimm fairy tales with Little Red Riding Hood, with Jack and the Beanstalk, Cinderella is in this. Mm -hmm. And it's all uh, intertwined together in a unique way that is adult, but yet fun, for sure. Uh, Nothing nasty Mm -hmm. about it or anything, but it is adult. It's not a fairy tale in that sense of the word. Have I got it right? You have got it right. You know, it's interesting. The final day when we were at Kennedy Center in D.C., I saw a little girl in a red riding costume, she had the cape <laughs> and the basket, and her grandmother was holding her hand. It was Granny and Little Red walking into the Kennedy Center to watch the show together, and I said, isn't that the most perfect image to describe who this show is right for? Yeah. And like, like most Sondheim shows, it appeals to everyone. It's, it's intellectual, and it, and it is emotional, and it has a way of touching lots of different people at different stages of their own life. And Into the Woods is about these fairy tales, but it, see, it really is this unique way of mashing them all up and seeing what happens when all of these different characters with their own individual wishes collide on their journey into the woods and what happens to them once they get their wish and the very adult, complex, nuanced reality of what those responsibilities mean. So it's, 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 it's about life. It's about generations. But, but what's fun about this production in particular is it is so joyous. It is so funny that people are laughing for the length of the show. It has got such a joyous spirit to it. And coming out of everything that we've been through in the past several years, it's been fun to see people get together. The importance of theater really is to feel and to see everyone laugh and feel joy. And so that's, I think that's the thing I'm most proud of with this production. Well, it, and it, the other thing is that uh, you describe it great. It's also one of those shows, some shows, let's be honest, they don't hold up great. But this show 
it's about a fairy. It's about fairy tales and stuff. I mean, those mm-hmm. nothing changes. Uh, it and the way it's written and the music by Stephen Sondheim also. It's for mm-hmm. me anyway. It holds up. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Uh, this show. There's a very famous PBS broadcast of the original company with Bernadette Peters and Joanna Gleason, and I saw that when I was a kid growing up in Kansas City. I saw that tape. And it blew my mind at 14. And it's the reason why I wanted to go into theater. Wow. And I realized that a lot of other actors had that same inception, that same inciting incident for them, where that show, re- they saw the joy and the fun and the inventiveness. And then when it went even deeper in Act Two, it just cracked my skull open. And I got to see the possibility of theater. It was so inspiring to me. And uh, there is a staying power to this show. It is revived. Um, all the time, there was a film version that a new generation is familiar with. But this is a production unlike any other, because you are seeing the closing night Broadway company and in its entirety pick up and go to these cities. So you're seeing Tony winner Stephanie J. Block. You're seeing Tony winner Gavin Creel, Tony nominee Montego Glover, Broadway icons like Nancy Opal, people that you would never see share a stage are all there together. So Chicago audiences are seeing a show just as if they were in New York City. My gosh, and, not, not and only... It has never been done before, you know? <laughs> so, and, and on stage is a stunning orchestra, dead center of stage. The, the birch trees surround this beautiful orchestra. And so you're seeing something you don't really see ever, you know? And it's fun. I, I, get, I always say I get a front row seat seeing these, the caliber of talent work at the highest level. And um, it's an honor to be a part of this company, and it's an honor to watch them. Honestly, <laughs> I'm having a ball. So, well, uh, you know, we hope Chicago does too. I I now know why they asked you to do the interview. I mean, when you're when you're done doing this show, you could work in PR. I think. I mean, <laughs> it's a great job of selling it. Uh, there's no. So well, you what, know, I, I'm a fan of the show, so it makes it easy. You know? Well, what very quickly because we're running out of time here. But what role do you play? I play Rapunzel's prince. So um, one of the famous songs, Agony, are, it's, between, it's Rapunzel's Prince and Cinderella's Prince are brothers. And they have this great duet called Agony that they get to sing twice. And it's just, it's just this fun uh, kind of joust, brotherly jousting of wits. And, um, and, it, and it shows these very uh, privileged, silly characters at odds when they're, they're so used to getting the girl. And here they are. <laughs> struggling to find Cinderella with the shoe and Rapunzel stuck up in a tower. So it really kind of skewers, uh, skewers the idea of, of these entitled princes. It's, it's a lot of fun, and, and Gavin is an inspiration to me. So I just, I, I'm just having the time of my life playing opposite him. Jason, one personal question. Does Rapunzel, yes. does Rapunzel really have uh, dandruff? <laughs> you know what? I think she has nothing better to do than maintain her hair. So I think she has pretty... Pretty immac- I think she has an immaculate scalp. <laughs> April 25th, that's Tuesday through May 7th at the Niederlander Theater, 24 West Randolph Street. Jason Forback, Into the Woods, is going into the loop in Chicago. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing the show. Thank you. What a pleasure. Can't wait to be in Chicago. Thank you, sir.